am Jessica Kim, and welcome to the I Am Not Alone podcast, where we dive deep into the personal, professional, cultural, and systemic changes that will redefine the way we care for one another. So today's episode is a dive into how our care and professional lives collide. It was such a pleasure to have this discussion with Megan Keeney Anderson, who is a successful business leader and working mom. She intimately understands the intersection of work, life, and care responsibilities and has had a hand in forming business cultures that strive to better support employees trying to juggle it all. Oh, that phrase, juggle it all. We dug into how the pandemic has created an opportunity to redefine work and care. We talk about the four-day work week and the importance of finding joy in our work and our lives. We are here with Megan Keeney Anderson. She's the CMO of the Wanderlust Group. She was formerly the VP of Marketing at HubSpot. She's a working mom, and her career and leadership skills span from nonprofit to startups to global publicly traded companies. So Megan, you are an accomplished leader. I love your incredible heart, and I've been really inspired by the great cultures you've been part of and helped create. But I want to first start with just a bit of context by you sharing your personal experience. Like, How did becoming a mom change the way that uh, you thought about your career path or goals or just your overall relationship with work? Yeah, well, it gave me a lot of perspective, (laughs) that's for sure things that used to really bother me or, you know, occupy my na- my mind uh, started to roll off my back because I, I just got this zoomed out view of, you know, where work and family and life kind of fit in for me. So it gave me a lot of perspective, which is great. It also took away a lot of time. Yes. I mean, the, the margin for error became razor thin. Uh, and so I had to change myself and get better at uh, everything uh, and and fitting really concrete bits of work and and responsibility into small chunks of time. Yeah, totally. I, it makes you really prioritize. It makes you think about your time differently. And it's interesting because you know this whole pandemic really caused a lot of people to rethink what they're spending their time on. We hear about the great resignation. Um, There's so much to talk about there, but there's one aspect of how care is so systemic that without the systems of care being in place, um, it really made it impossible for a lot of parents and caregivers to actually continue to work. Um, And so just curious to see from your experience of working with all these companies and being in leadership positions, how do you think employers really need to um, kind of redefine or you know readjust the way that we live and work uh, and what we expect from employees. Yeah, I mean the the Great Resignation has m- multiple shades to it, mm-hmm. right? There's the there's the voluntary Great Resignation. These are people who, you know, 2020 was an inflection point for them, and it gave them some perspective on how they wanted to spend their lives and their time, and made a choice to. Uh, mix that up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there's the involuntary side of it where the system just broke. Uh, You know, 80% of the people who left the workforce in 2020 were women. And we're talking of millions and millions and millions of people and millions of women. And, you know, what happened is we are 
duct taping together are uh, these sort of amazing feats of coordination using family and hired uh, help and, you know, our own kind of like finagling our own schedules to try to make life work. And when something changes in a major way, like what happened during the pandemic, uh, the bottom falls out. And so the, the Great Resignation has... To, to, to approach that as a company, you have to understand uh, all the different ways that that can manifest in someone's life. Uh, because my experience as you know a, a two-earner family uh, with local grandparents nearby, it's very different than, than a single parent's experience um, who has no one nearby to help out. Uh, and so you you know companies need to take that into account for, their own operations, but also for equality and for, um, you know, the really the, the the survival of the larger industry. Yeah. And I've been dying to ask you about the four day week. I know that you've been mm -hmm. public about it. You've written a lot about it. I yeah. actually have so many questions about, you know, how that can be really effective. I love the idea of it. I just I don't understand how it really gets implemented in a large company. Sure. So can you talk about a little bit of the, you know, the philosophy behind it and how you've seen it work? Yeah, so my my company, the Wanderlust Group, started shifted to a four day work week in May of 2020. And what happened was this, the CEO, uh, Mike Melillo, he just noticed how much strain everybody was under trying to balance everything and, and you know, thought to himself, we could do this in less time. There's a ton of wasted time in uh, the work week for many companies and industries. Lots of standing meetings that like you just go to because it's on the calendar. Lots of time spent, you know, uh, trying to, to debrief and rebrief and present internally. There's, there's fluff in there. And so um, he said, all right, well, let's try it during the pandemic and see if we lose productivity. And quite the opposite, what he found was not only did employee morale go up and people were able to balance their lives a little bit better, but the company did well. They saw 100% year-over-year growth in ARR. Uh, the NPS of our customers stayed up at around 70%. And so, you know, it was never intended to be a long-term thing, but seeing the results of it, uh, the, the company decided to make it permanent policy. Wow. And I think, yeah, and I think, you know, what's what's been really remarkable about it, it, it fits really well with our mission. So our mission is really to get more people to put down their screens and get outside. We're an outside outdoor technology company. We match boaters with marinas and campers with campgrounds. And um, so it's part of our mission of like, let's get people more time to do things outdoors. Mm -hmm. So that's great. But even the mission aside, um, what what we've learned along the way is that having some extra time back actually can make you more productive in the working hours that that you do have. Um, so the the company takes Mondays off, uh, and the, I, I personally believe that because we chose Mondays it's been more effective because it's not like an early release. It's not like right. you're spilling into the weekend uh, and you're, you know, uh, getting that sort of like jumpstart on your Saturday. It is really a day of solitude on Monday where you can, you know, as a parent, 
my weekends are as chaotic as my weekdays are. And so Monday when my daughter is in school or with a caretaker and I don't yet have work, it's a time for me to get organized and to think and to Mm. reflect and to start Tuesday really strong um, and really focused. And so it's made a difference for me personally. Um, It's funny, I think that back to kind of the balancing and juggling that we do, we ask a lot of uh, our employees, how do you spend your time? You know, and some people, they say, absolutely, like, we go fishing or I, t- I teach at a local sailing school or I go for long hikes with my dog. And that's great. And we love that, again, as an outdoor-focused uh, company. But a lot of people also say, you know what? Monday has become my day for overflow errands. And I am so happy about that yeah. because what it means is that I don't have to do that you know, at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday when I should be hanging out with my child. I don't have to do that uh, while I'm, you know, uh, supposing to be having a weekend. Uh, it, it gives me that that buffer that I've lost along the way. That's fascinating. Because I think going into it before hearing you just talk about it, I always thought that if you squished work into four days, it actually makes it more stressful when you are together. Because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, you know, don't talk about that. We got to get it done. And, you know, just made it more yeah. intense. And then... You know, yes, I thought that extra day was like, what do you do during that day? And is it better to kind of spread it across five days, but have a little bit more flexibility? Um, But I understand what you're saying. You're almost saying you have a day of more quiet. You have a day where you could get all the other things done. So your four days of working is actually more focused versus more intense. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, there there are a number of ways to do this, and I, I would be interested to see how other companies handle it. I You know, there's like legislation that's being introduced right now out of California to make this um, a standard, and um, there are countries that have tackled this. So we're, every time a company or, or a country takes on a four-day work week, we learn a little bit about how to do it better. Um, but I do think that, you know, one of the ways you could do it is just say, hey, everybody's got one day off a week and you can do it wherever is most flexible for you. And that is great for flexibility. But my my theory, and I could be wrong, is if everybody's not taking off the same time, the emails aren't gonna stop and the notifications right. aren't gonna stop. And so you'll, you'll get pulled back into that work. My Mondays are truly very quiet. You actually, our CEO pulled our Slack uh, data and you can see the noticeable difference. It's lack, you know, is, is almost non-existent on Monday. And then on Tuesday, it, it pops right back up. But uh, there is something about, you know, there's the overt time off, but then there's actually the, uh, the more uh, subtle, informal time away and space that we give each other as colleagues on that day too. Yeah, no, I love it. And what I do love is that it's a real tangible way of really adjusting and redefining this balance and I think you guys are leading the way and it's really inspiring to just witness and to hear your real thoughts and learnings behind it. Um, To wrap up our time here I'm curious to see if you had to pick one word or phrase to really describe what you want to really redefine or change in the way we live work and care or caregiving or any type of care in your life what would that be? Uh, you know, I'd say that I just want us to spend less time surviving the day mm. and more time experiencing it. Mm, um, I, I know that's not one word, but, you know, 
picking up your kid from childcare is not a stressful thing. That's a that's a moment of you know, joy of seeing your kid again, of, of making that reconnection. What is stressful is the 15 steps that you took to get to that moment. You know, visiting your mom in the hospital is not, uh, medical stuff aside, is not a stressful thing. That's a moment of joy and connection. What is stressful is the three meetings you had to cancel to get to that or the extra work you're going to have to do tonight because of that. And so I think if we can start to pull away some of these, as I said, these immense feats of coordination and be more intentional about uh, the, the time that we're spending with our families, uh, you know, that just, that's a change I'd love to see in the world. Oh, that got me right here. <laughs> I mean, that is the core of why we do everything is just, you know, caring is one of the most important things that we'll ever do in our life. It's the most human core emotion and experiences. But you're right, a lot of times we survive it instead of experiencing it. And so that is a beautiful way to end this. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for all that you do, Megan. Yeah, no, I've, I'm so impressed with Care and everything that you all do and this, this idea of pulling together a network mm-hmm. um, and making that part easier. I think is a really powerful thing because I have frankly gotten by and to where, like I I consider myself to be really lucky um, because I am here on two things, on the unique flexibility of the employers that I've gotten to work for and on just the endless unceasing generosity of the family and friends around me who have picked up the slack when I needed it. Mm. Uh, and I love that you guys bring those those two things together. Yeah, that is exactly the combination. And you represent that so well. So we're definitely going to have you back on. There's so much more yeah, we can talk about. Um, yeah. But thank you so much, Megan. Really appreciate it. You too. So as I reflect back on that conversation, what hits me the hardest is Megan's ideology of Thriving, not surviving. That is so powerful and something I think we can all relate to as life gets busy and the responsibilities pile up. So I want to challenge all of us. Let's all try and focus on finding ways to thrive this week. I'm going to make it my goal to find and celebrate the joyful moments in my day-to-day life, appreciating this extra time I get to spend with my dad watching my kids run home from school, being grateful that even with all of the stress in today's world, and believe me, I get it, I am able to spend more time with those I love. So thanks for joining us today, and we're grateful for each and every one of you.